With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you I had to fail. This is the Final Word Daily here at Leeds Adam Collins and Daniel Norcross for the Advanced Hair Studio The world leaders in hair restoration A slightly less bombastic third day here at Leeds Daniel, you might find it easier to sum it up in 30 seconds Yeah, so we all arrived hoping to see Jamie Overton become the first player since WG Grace for England to score 100 and take a wicket in his first test match It didn't turn out that way He was caught a slip tragically for 97 We then wondered if Johnny Bairstow could make it to 200 That didn't happen either He was uh, caught slapping a full ball uh, Brilliantly caught by Trent Bolt for 162 England had a lead of 31 It was but a slender one And for the first time in the series The Kiwis top order They fired Tom Latham though got out to the first ball after T Precipitating a collapse that saw four wickets go down for 33 runs and put England right back on top. But the Kiwis finish with a lead of 137 with five wickets down. Mitchell and Blundell still at the crease. Who knows what damage they can do tomorrow? It still looks to me to have another twist in it. Very good, Daniel. So, yes, at the close of play, the Black Caps are 168 for five. They've been out there for just on 52 overs. The collapse was four for 36. The lead's 137. As you say, Mitchell and Blundell are still there. And therefore, there is hope. But yeah, it was after tea, wasn't it, when the when the action really happened? First ball after the interval. Uh, that's where Tom Latham gets out for 76. At that stage, they are going beautifully. I think they were 122 mm. for one or something like that. Winviz had them up at 51%. And I thought that was fair. Our colleagues on SEN Test Cricket were a bit uh, less bullish than us, the Kiwis. That being Craig McMillan and Jeremy Coney. Like, no, nah, they're going to have to bat for another day to be safe <laughs> here, given the way that England have chased. But I think that might be to do with their bruising from uh, Trent Bridge and Lords in the last couple of weeks. But objectively, it felt like with Latham hitting the ball beautifully, especially through mid-wicket, they could be on. Williamson down the other end, finally finding a little bit of touch. But then four wickets, one straight after T. That was Latham caught behind from Overton, first ball. Then the rain delay, Conway out first ball after that. And by the time it was all said and done, uh, five wickets down, they're in a little bit of trouble tomorrow morning. Yeah, well, I think you're seeing two very contrasting bowling attacks, actually. When England don't have James Anderson, they actually look... They feel more like a team that's that's a middle overs attack in a way, especially with Leach being so important here. Yeah. Uh, Potts bowling brilliantly. Uh, Overton not really a new ball bowler. He got he got got the ball to do a little bit. It has to be said when it got a little bit older. And and Broad actually is is a guy who can excel in the middle overs. Whereas with New Zealand you've got two top quality swing bowlers. Yeah. The problem they have is that after they bowled those first spells. They've selected a side without Ajaz Patel, so they're very thin on bowling. You look at that first innings, they're only 67 overs bowled, but 
45 of them were by Saudi and Bolt. Mm. So they have got some miles in their legs, even though England didn't keep them out in the field for any length of time. And That's a great point about Bolt and Saudi. I mean, they didn't have the extra rotation. Bracewell bowled seven overs, conceding about 54 runs or something mm. like that. We, we reflected upon that last night. That, And you look at the surface. Leach was getting it to turn this evening. There are footmarks everywhere. There's puffs of dust and all the rest of it. They're going to look back on that and, and regret being conservative at the selection table, I'm certain. Totally, because what Patel could have given them is somebody who could bowl long spells. You know, Leach yep. bowled like a 20-over spell on the first day or something like that. So uh, they don't have that. And Wagner can't be expected in his first outing to be able to just wang it in and wang it in, which means they've got to go back to Southie and Bolt a little bit too often and when the ball isn't as responsive for them, when they don't have quite the same potency. Uh, and, and this, I, I think, is the difference between the two sides. It does mean that a lead of 250-300, but I think what they would love to have is a lead large enough that would give them two new balls. Yeah, Because yeah. the first new ball, they can do so much damage with Bolt. Bold such a spell yesterday, and there's no reason to believe he can't reproduce that. Saudi, Bold a beauty to get rid of Root. Mm. So if they can get the top order, they can hang in. They can then hang in, bowl a bit dry, Wagner can bowl a bit dry, and then they might have the use of a second new ball. So what's crucial for them is that Mitchell, Blundell, Bracewell, those three, hang around for well, long enough and score runs into the bargain and that that big hitting tail wags and, and it does do I mean we've seen England really struggle to get the tail out Saudi Bolt Wagner can all hit a long ball if they can get 60 70 runs between them and that's that's pretty much playing to their average actually then they can have a lead of 350 380 and England can't keep on going at five at five plus and over. 5.37 and Charlie over through Reynolds. the innings. Yeah, we, Charlie, Charlie picked Reynolds up stat. that it's what was it, it was the fourth, the fourth quickest innings of, of 300 or over yeah. in the history of Test cricket. I mean, that's kind of daft. We've been talking about extraordinary things that have happened in this series. And that was after a relatively sedate start this morning. I think there were seven runs from the first five overs yeah. or, or something like that. I mean, Overton was inching towards that 100. We didn't see any of the flair we saw the previous afternoon. And Bairstow was trying to reset too. A couple of nice shots, a couple of square drives, but nowhere near the, the productivity yeah. that he had. Oh, well, it was Broad, wasn't it? Well, actually, it was Broad who lifted the run rate. I mean, they, yeah. they hit 50 runs in seven overs when Broad got into the middle or something like that. Yeah. And Broad, uh, he came off today. He made 42 in 36 balls, two big sixes, most of them down the ground. And yeah, even that, we, we spend a lot of time discussing the influence of Brendan McCullum, but he, he keeps elevating Broad and wanting to elevate Broad mm. and reinforce that he hasn't lost the ability yeah. to hit the ball. He, he might have lost some confidence and some belief and he might have started to believe himself that he'd become a number 11, but it doesn't mean that he's lost the capacity to be productive. Isn't that interesting? Because that seems to me, if you're trying to work out what the Baz McCullum philosophy is, it's it's really about focusing on the player's strengths. You know, you look at what's yep. happened to Bairstow here, and you almost feel like the conversation's been something like, Johnny, have you noticed how absolutely destructive you are as a one-day batter, one of the best in the world? Well, why don't you be absolutely destructive against the red ball? Same thing, just look at it and whack it. And similarly, with Broad, but you're right, McCullum kept saying, you know, I, I was thinking of putting in Broad at number seven and letting him have a dart. Was that at Lord's, yeah, Lord's he suggested yeah, yeah. that? Now, when Broad hears that, he might be thinking, oh, yeah, maybe my batting does have some value. He believes in me. He believes in me. And, yeah. and sure enough today, I mean, he didn't superbly get into line necessarily. He was still kind of clearing the front leg. But there was 
there was a crispness about what he did. There was less timorousness in the way he went about it. And that was a, it was a quality 42, actually. And before all that, it was the end of a 241-run partnership between Bairstow mm. and Overton. As you mentioned in the intro, missed out on the chance to be the second Englishman to make a ton and take a wicket on Test to be. There's about 14 ever, but only WG Grace back in 1880. That's a real final word. Well, Nerd pledgey one for you. He is only the second person in English cricket history to score over 80. Right. And take a wicket on that, debut. That, that, that's courtesy I mean, of Andy Zaltzman, by the way. He spent is, yeah. all last night in his hotel room <laughs> totting it up on a spreadsheet. That's right. So, you know, I mean, look, it's still it's still basically the same fact. It's just that we take hundreds more seriously than we take 97s. <laughs> no, that we do. Uh, so, yeah, when he fell, he was crestfallen walking off the ground. Oh, I was standing Bairstow. up there on the balcony where I take my photos from across to uh, where the England team were. To say they were elated is an understatement. They were trying to reinforce to Overton that he had put in a power of work from, remember where they were, 55 for 6 when he walked in in the 12th over yesterday. Um, he's insured with that and with his little blast after tea that he'll never be far away from England calculations when fully fit. Yep. So straight after tea, he finds the edge of Latham with a foolish delivery. Next ball, a fearsome bouncer that Conway ducks into at real pace, hits him in the lid. Mm. Um, that's why he was picked. He's a wicket taker, one. And he's scary on song and he's tall and brutal too. So, I mean, we saw a bit of a, an encapsulation today and yesterday of why they wanted to fast track his progress. Interestingly, he was quicker coming up the hill. And part of the reason for that is there's a couple of reasons, actually. The, the slope here isn't as pronounced as it was. So you're not quite sort of like trudging up the hill because they flattened it a little bit when they made the new stand. Yep. And secondly, the wind was blowing an absolute yeah, gale yeah. and it was, it was blowing from the rugby stand end towards us so the sort of prevailing orthodoxy is you get your big mean brutal fast bowler get him to run down the hill but actually when he had the wind behind him he got some serious wheels i mean there were some 88s yeah. and 89s in there no not not quite joffre archer or mark wood but it was a point of difference which england hasn't really had in this series and uh, it was i don't think he's going to rattle through a side but he's going to get you key wickets at important times i think 360 England were all out for. Uh, with the ball, I want to bang on about Matty Potts a little bit again. Uh, if uh, Phil Walker keeps uh, wow, yeah. uh, going back through this on commentary around where he sits in the England pecking order and really thinking about the post-Anderson world. Now, Anderson wants to play for a long time. He might be 40 next month, but he's another one of these players who under McCullum's like, no, I'm good to go for as long as you want. But there will be a point when the next Anderson is required. Potts is putting in a pretty good audition, not because he's hooping the ball around corners the way that Jimmy can on his best day, but because he's so bloody consistent and that extra bounce. Now, that he's mm. picked up Williamson now three times in the series, always similar rising deliveries where, um, where he's able to get it to go off the top of the seam and stand up straight. That's a pretty good weapon to have when you're not that tall. Use of the crease as well. I yep. mean, that's, that's sort of what maybe got Williamson today. He just went that little bit wider and yep. Williamson felt he had to play the ball that was angling in. He didn't actually need to play at it, but it gave the illusion of yep. That. And and I think also, you know, we've got to stop fixating over, you know, when somebody uh, retires, they're going to need a replacement. The reality of modern cricket is that test matches are played back to back. The England are playing four test matches in five weeks. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure how injured Anderson is. I think it's a precaution to keep him out because England have got that, that still live rubber against India coming yes. up next week. And so this will happen all the time. When you play that many games back to back, it's not like the Ashes series of 2005, which began in July and ended in September. These are whole series just going back to back. Bowlers can't withstand that, that level of impact. So there will always be the requirement to have five or six fit fast bowlers. It's not about rotating. It's about simply 
you know, someone's a bit knackered. Someone's not actually going to be bowling at 100%, you know. And we haven't touched on the snaffle from Ollie Pope yet at Fort Shaw. Oh, wow, yeah. said on commentary, you know, they they practice that. We watch their training. We're in a privileged position in our jobs to watch a lot of training day before a test match, a couple of days out. And you kind of pick up on what's going on. Someone like Ollie Pope, who's a bloody hard worker, is under the lid hour after hour on the hope that maybe once a series there'll be a, a half chance or a quarter chance that he can drag in. First ball after that rain delay, Devin Conway... Yeah, prodded forward, didn't lunge forward, but it was coming at a decent rate and he had to get low into his left, just off the grass. That's the stuff you dream of as a short leg. Well, yeah, especially because it was the first ball after resumption. Yeah. yeah, everybody's a little bit, not sleepy, but you know, you're just trying to get yourself get back, back into, into it. it. Yeah. And everybody knew that Root was going to bowl three more balls because Root was halfway through and over when the rain came. He was going to bowl three more balls and he's going to be whipped out of the attack and Potts was going to come back on. Yep. So there's a sort of temptation to go, right, let's get through these three balls. But the sharpness of mind and the agility, obviously the agility, to take that catch. And what a key moment it was, because that was a moment when the door was sort of opened again and England started to believe, because they got rid of Latham. It had been claggy stuff to get to get the second wicket. Then they got the third wicket. And we go, oh, hang on. Henry Nichols is not in great form. He's coming out of the bat. Quick as a flash, Potts has got rid of yep. Williamson. They're four down. And suddenly, you know, Mitchell is in. Mitchell, by the way, at the time he batted, he only scored five runs. But every single ball hit the middle of his back oh, didn't yeah. it i mean and he's a really interesting case in point i've got to say because we spent a lot of time on commentary especially talking about the technical deficiencies of england's top order against the moving ball oh yeah they stand on off stump and so they can't access the ball when it comes around <laughs> middle and off and they're always playing across it and so the bat isn't straight well mitchell stands on off stump but and beyond he shuffles and be across yeah, yeah. and beyond but what he manages to do is to play in front of the pad and keep the bat straight and the bat is as straight as it can get. The number of on-drives that are basically defensive shots that end up at mid-on or mid-off, for that matter, or if it's just a little bit wider, extra cover. They're all coming out the middle of this bat. I've been watching him now for about 950 balls <laughs> in this series, which is about three times more than anybody other than Blundell. Well, he's on the cusp, of, he's on the cusp of outscoring all five of the top the top five New Zealand players on his own. I think he's about 20 <laughs> runs away or something like that, cumulatively across He'll the series. He'll do that. <laughs> They've been dismissed between themselves 24 times or something, and he's been out five or so. It just well, reinforces... Well, because he, he was not out in one innings as no, well. No, true enough. Right. Not four out, times so. out, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, and it's amazing. It's just amazing watching how head and shoulders above everybody else he is at the moment. And and you've got to keep on pinching yourself and remind yourself he, he wouldn't have been playing if Henry Nichols had been fit. Yep. I'm not even sure he'd have been shoehorned into the team for the second test. They'd probably chosen the same side. He might have made it into this test because they went for a rather conservative selection without having the spinner. But, you know, we, we might barely have seen Mitchell and instead we, we've not just seen him. We've we've understood everything about him. I think I know his character inside out by now. I know, I know what, his mother's maiden name. I know, I know what he wants for breakfast. <laughs> I know what he likes watching on TV. I know that he's not too fussed with the snafu around the Stranger Things and the running up that hill. And you know, he's I've I've worked him out completely because I've spent what feels like about five weeks in his company. Yeah, and it, sure enough, we'll rest on whether he and Blundell can put together yet another big partnership tomorrow when they return. As you say, Bracewell's in next. They extended the, the batting order for this eventuality, I suppose. But yeah, they need those three to fire or they'll be in strife in the fourth innings. All right, Daniel, time for mm. the final word, Hall of Fame. The final word, Hall of Fame, where we pick the most final word moment of the day. All, of course, for the Advanced Hair Studio, the world leaders in hair restoration. 15% off 
advancedtestudio.com forward slash final word, punch it in the browser, 15% off their treatment. A million people, more than a million people have been through the service. 100% guaranteed, uh, guaranteed for it to work. Uh, and, and you know, people like you can deal with it as we went through mm -hmm. last night. Many others, including Jack Leach, my first nomination today. Jack oh. Leach walks out to bat. The last time he faced a ball here at Leeds, it was a tuck around the corner for one. Yes. Off Patrick Cummins to make the scores level in that extraordinary test match, 17 balls face. His first two balls today, two boundaries. One little dab behind uh, short third and then thrashed one down the ground in, in extravagant fashion. So Jack Leach, eight off two, a man who we can hopefully badger into being part of the Advanced Hair Studio family as well. I'm sure at some point we can we can collar him through the summer, Dan. I think, I think he would be absolutely perfect for it. I, I, I'm trying to imagine Jack Leach with a full head of hair. I, I think it might turn him into some kind of like Superman. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just getting new there. Well, because this is the oh, T-shirt <laughs> of Jack Leach's single at Headingley. One off a million balls. You're, you're one of those people well, that buys those kind of T-shirts, aren't you? Yeah, well, I like it. It's, it actually yeah. looks like someone's having a little fag there. <laughs> um, and, uh, a dairy. Uh But I was kind of thinking, you know, after two balls, he, he had a strike rate of 400. And if he had a full head of hair, I could see him having a long and illustrious career at the top of the order and probably end up in the skybox. Because, you yeah. know, you need hair. Well, what did they, what did Billy Birmingham too. say? If you ain't got the locks, you ain't on the box. Probably, he's not wrong. It's the case for you. It's, it certainly is. It's definitely <laughs> the case for me. Radio, radio. <laughs> I transmit. Um, right, uh, where are we? We've got Hall of Fame nominations. Jack Leach, two boundaries. Stuart Broad revving up the team. That was uh, great. Now, it wasn't just Broad though today. Did you see where the entire slips cord and were giving it the big hand claps yeah. when Broad was running into bowl? Ben Stokes. Johnny Bairstow, who was wicket-keeping in the absence of folks today, he's got shaggers back, running over um, to <laughs> running over to the Western Terrace. I mean, he's Yorkshire's favourite son, Bairstow. So he was the perfect person for that job. I enjoyed all of that. Uh, I oh, enjoyed... him, with, him with Overton as well. When Overton got out, it was actually quite touching. But he came, he came, he, he ran after yes. him, didn't he? And he put a big arm around his shoulder and he just kept on banging him on the back. You yeah. know, he said, mate, you've done a fantastic no, no, job. No. You, I thought you, that was this, really This will mean nothing to you, but it will some of our listeners. It reminded me of Dermot Burton with Ashley McIntosh in the 91 grand final, arm around him saying, yeah, you'll be back next year, mate. You'll win premierships. You'll be back. And sure enough, they did win the flag next year, the West Coast oh. Eagles. Uh, what else have we got today? We've got... Tom Blundell, be still my beating heart. Oh, yes. The, the last couple oh, of balls yes. today, backing away, knowing the rain was coming, the light was rubbish. All he needed to do was get to the end of the over, but he didn't even let Potts complete the over. No. Kept backing away. The crowd were going wild. He didn't care. He did not care And Norton Mitchell, by the way, was... through that whole extravagant process I already referenced before with Broad and the team, Mitchell twice backed away to Broad yes. and said, you know what, I'm going to wait till I'm ready to face you. That was superb, because it was Mitchell's first ball, wasn't it? Yes, it was, yeah. And, uh, and that was exactly what he did. And, and strictly speaking, it's not up to the batsman to decide, or, or batter to decide, is it? But I loved it all the more for it. It was just brilliant. Take it, it was great take cricketing the, intelligence. Great <laughs> cricketing intelligence, it was. And uh, it was... <laughs> It was, it was just brilliant. Are we going to get the, in trouble for that? Nah. No, the, Western, the Western Terrace was going absolutely mad for it out here. They were in real song. It's a Saturday. We had all that kind of stuff. And they were just cool as cucumbers. What was marvellous was there was a little bit of rain in the air. So Blundell knew. It wasn't like that. He knew this was one more ball. And he thought, I got that. I just won't even face that ball. <laughs> it's just... It, it was, was a great smart. way to finish the day and it's a great place for us to finish the podcast. Yes. A reminder, advancedhairstudio.com forward slash final word. They've got a page on their website perhaps the most famous cricket client partner sponsor whatever yeah in the last 30 years we have a final word page on the website check it out advancedstudio.com forward slash final word 15 percent discount 
And if you really like what we do, patreon.com forward slash the final word, get involved with our nerd pledges and, and all the rest. Uh, Daniel, thank you. I, I'm not here for the no. next two days. I'm off to Gaul uh, on Monday, so I need to get back to London. You'll have Jeff uh, down the line with you tomorrow, and I'll be back on the final word daily on Wednesday at the close of play. Uh, I can't believe we're about to start another God. test series, but can't stop, <laughs> won't stop. This is the final word. Adam Collins, Daniel Norcross. Till then, night night. Goodbye. I had to go.